the devotional that we've kind of started in the last week or so uh, as a result of the global pandemic with the coronavirus. Hope you're doing well tonight. And uh, if you're joining us uh, for the first time, uh, or maybe this is your second time or third, uh, we really appreciate your opportunity to do this. So just a few minutes, just uh, some thoughts from scripture tonight. Pray you're encouraged by them. And uh, the title tonight is Seven Ways to kill a thankful spirit in these times. Seven ways to kill a thankful spirit in these times. And let me just put up uh, our text here again. My name is Darren Smith. We are at uh, Tower View uh, Baptist Church in Kansas City, Missouri. And that is 7301 Northeast 50th Street. Our website is towerviewkc.com. And uh, you'll see a little thing scrolling there at the bottom. Uh, if you have a prayer need, if there's some way we can help you, or if you want to know more about how to know for sure that your sins are forgiven in Jesus Christ, uh, we'd love to do that. I'm hanging out in our bathroom here. It's the only safe place right now with kids trying to go to sleep. So we'll keep this brief. But seven, seven ways to kill a thankful spirit in these times. Let me just read for us Philippians 4, uh, 5 through 7. Paul says, let your reasonableness be known to all. The Lord is at hand. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, uh, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus uh, as it comes to be. Uh, and so that's Philippians 4, 5 through 7, New American Standard. You know, uh, this is an excellent recipe for what it describes here in Philippians 4. Uh, a spiritual settling of the heart thankfulness, closeness to God. Who doesn't want those things in their life, right? Uh, but but let's suppose you don't want those things. You don't want what Philippians 4, 5 through 7 just describes. Uh, you don't want to be thankful in all circumstances, like Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. So how would you design your system in order to crush any impulse of thanksgiving in your heart? Well, I hate to admit it, but I think all of us going through this time right now in the world, fearful of economy, fearful of jobs, fearful of faith even, uh, to what that looks like, we've all had these things. So I want to give you seven negative things you can do to kill the Thanksgiving in your life. Seven negative things. These are things not to do. Like when your mom said, don't jump off a bridge uh, or don't do this or don't do that. This is kind of that list. But my prayer is by, by bringing out the, the, the flip side of these verses in Philippians 4, 5 to 7, we'll really guard ourselves against when we do slip into that mindset. So here we go. Uh, seven ways to kill a thankful spirit uh, inside uh, uh, these days, inside these days, you want to put it that way. And feel free, you can uh, share this if you'd like to. You can uh, post something in the comments, message us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, but here we go, as it is. Number one. Uh, the first way to kill a thankful spirit in tough times is freak out about everything. Um, in other words, you would let your unreasonableness be known to everyone. Be unreasonable about everything. Turn everything into a drama and everything into a crisis. Uh, you might have seen some people do that recently, but that's not what Paul says. Paul says, let your reasonableness be known unto man. Second way you can kill a thankful spirit is to basically practice practical atheism. Um, Paul says in Philippians 4, 5 that the Lord is at hand, which is certainly something we can be thankful for. You know, our God isn't just transcendent. He isn't just above us in some faraway place, but he's imminent. He came to us. John 1 says he, uh, he, he tabernacled, he dwelt among us. And so he wants to be known. And you could therefore be intellectually acknowledge there's a God. 
and say, you know, I believe God's out there, but act like he's not. This is what the Puritans talked about a lot. You could assume he has no interest in you or your life, that no matter what happens, you can kill a thankful spirit by simply uh, pre pretending like God's not there, that you don't have to thank him for anything. That's one way to kill it. Another way to kill a thankful spirit is to coddle worry. Uh, instead of being anxious about nothing, like Paul says here, you would be anxious about everything. Uh, you really protect your worry from the good news of the gospel. In these days, uh, don't coddle worry, but do what Paul says. And everything, uh, let your requests be made known to God. Another way, a fourth way you can kill a thankful spirit in these times, you want to be honest about it, uh, is to remember that um, is to remember that you can give God the silent treatment. That's one way you can kill a thankful spirit. The best way to not give thanks is to not talk at all. And that way you'll never give thanks accidentally. Look, Christian, if you want to, 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 to live an opposite way of what God wants you to live, then don't give thanks at all. I mean, look, your life, your, your, your whole life right now may be a big question mark from your, your pursuits to everything you got. But I want to remind you that God reminds us that we are to be faithful and, and consistent in these times, that we are to be immovable. First Corinthians 15, 58, always abounding in the work of the Lord joyfully. And so if you want to kill the, the thankful spirit in your life, in your church, in your faith, then just just give God the silent treatment. Uh, fifth thing is, if you want to if you want to kill a thankful spirit, don't expect anything from God. Don't expect anything from God. Don't trust him for anything. You know, normally we, we do this so we don't have to feel disappointed. I do this sometimes. You know, well, uh, we kind of we kind of project what we think is going to happen in a situation. Um, and so if it happens that way, we're like, yeah, I called that. I, I, I predicted that. Not a prophet or the son of a prophet, but I saw that one coming. Um, but but uh, if you pray for something, you know, you might have a, a sour attitude that God might say yes. And then you'd be obligated to thank him. Guys, you would be amazed how many Christians I've talked to are, are not praying, they're worrying, are not um, uh, seeking uh, God's guidance. They're seeking the stock market's help or all things. And we want to be, you know, good stewards of everything we have. We've got to take stock of our resources and our families and, and, and jobs and all those things. But if you want to kill a thankful spirit in your life, don't expect anything from God. Uh, God is trying our faith in churches, in leadership, in, in Christians, and it's not persecution. It's just taking away our easiness, our comfortableness, our, our, our uh, American dream in a lot of senses, if you want to put it that way. Uh, another thing that you can do to kill a thankful spirit in these times, uh, number six, is to relentlessly try to figure everything out, to give it your all, to figure it all out. You know, the, the, the Bible says in Philippians 4 that we read at the, the top that the peace of God is beyond our understanding. He's bigger than our capacity to grasp him, pretty much. And the closer we get to God, the bigger he gets. And, and an immense vision creates an immense reaction. So if you want to crush the reaction that God and his peace is with you, start asking as many why questions as you can. I mean, really. And don't settle for any answers. Uh, that Job or uh, uh, Habakkuk uh, or Habakkuk or David did. You know, if you want to kill a thankful spirit, try to figure everything else. God, why did this virus come? God, why did this happen this time? God, why, 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 why? And listen, it's not always bad to ask God why, but at some point uh, you're going to act like God owes you something. You leave no room for the possibility that you might not know or understand something. 
And one of the best ways to crush thankfulness is to take credit for everything you can. So be careful. Remember that the peace of God surpasses our understanding because he's giving you something that you can't comprehend even when your life is something going crazy. So remember that. The last way you can kill a thankful spirit, and I think this is the biggest one here, is to focus on anything other than the gospel of Jesus Christ. To take your laser focus off the gospel and move it somewhere else. That's a way to kill a thankful spirit. God owes us nothing, but he's given us every good thing and withheld no good thing from us in Jesus Christ. If you're not interested in thanksgiving, by all means, forget that truth. Forget that you've been brought from darkness into light. Forget that you've been forgiven of your sin, past, present, and future. Forget that you've been justified freely in Jesus Christ. Forget there's now no condemnation for your faith. Forget, if you want to, in these days, that you uh, there's nothing that can separate you from his love. Look, concentrate on your problems. You want to kill thankfulness. Don't concentrate on Jesus, or you might accidentally end up thankful in all circumstances. Now, those are negative things, but I want to read to you again, Philippians 4, 5 to 7, as we close here in this short devotional. It says, let your, reason, let your reasonableness be known to all, everyone. The Lord is at hand. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Guys, there's a lot of question marks out there right now. A lot of question marks about what the next day will bring. It seems like seriously, every few hours, there's something new. Restrictions or or death rates or school closings or job losses or fill the blank. But God knows that. He's aware of that. And I just want to challenge you. Meditate on Philippians 4, 5 through 7. Guard against freaking out about everything. Guard against practicing practical atheism. Guard against coddling worry. Guard against giving God the silent treatment. Guard against not expecting anything from God. Guard against trying to figure every why question out, dotting every I, crossing every T. And guard against focusing on everything except the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you do those things, you will be, um, I think, protected in these days. Uh, look, we're not guaranteed. If you're a Christian, I just want to remind you that this is our lot in life. God never promised us uh, an easy life. Our, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I guess the best way to say this, Jesus didn't call us to seek a balanced life or an easy life or your best life now, as some smiley preacher from Texas says. He called you to lose your life and find it in him. And if there's one thing this week or two of coronavirus in the United States at least has shown us, at least from my chair, from my, my little pea brain, is that Christians are being tested. Am I willing to trust God when I am uncomfortable, or am I willing to trust myself even when things are uncomfortable? That's really the question, I think, right now. It's not a persecution of faith. It's not we're, we're losing our faith to laws or biased by the government. Sure, that may come someday. Probably has. But the question, I think, for Christians right now is, are we willing to take up our cross and follow him even when things are hard at the most practical level? Yes, even with toilet paper not being around. It's amazing what sets us off. Let's pray and we'll close. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for this day. Father, we pray 
Uh, thank you for these here. For Brother Derek, I see Brother Marshall, Sister Carol, some others who's popped in. Uh, Father, thank you for them. And Lord, I just pray, help us to be focused on the gospel. Lord, I don't say these as some pious, pie-in-the-sky words. Uh, it's truth. Uh, if we believe this to be true about our eternity, help it to be true in our lives. Help Philippians 4, 5 to 7 be our guarding uh, by your spirit, with our attitudes, with our minds and our families, with our coworkers, with our neighbors, with our national reactions, whatever we have. Father, we certainly pray for you to watch over healthcare workers and leaders and those on the front lines. Heal those who are sick. May many, many people come to know Jesus Christ. And we are hearing reports of that already. Stir churches, Father, in revival. Father, there may be less resources. Father, I pray for pastoral staffs who are struggling with uh, finances already in churches who may close. There's so many gaping questions. Father, just give us strength day by day. You don't promise a month's worth of manna. You, you give it day by day, our daily bread. So let it be so. Father, thank you so much. We give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, we pray you guys have a great night. It's good to have you. And uh, again, thank you so much, Kara. I see you there, Kara, uh, Carol, Judy, Marshall, uh, Mr. Derek, and some others who posted. Thank you for your likes. Feel free to share this. Again, these are just daily devotionals we're doing. Uh, I think Pastor Nelson's going to be on tomorrow. I haven't touched base with him. Surprise, Pastor Nelson. Uh, but uh, we're going to try and do these, uh, rotate them every other night. If you have any questions about things you'd like to talk about, uh, please let us know. Uh, sometimes we hang out in the bathroom like here. Sometimes we hang out in our couches, but we're real people too. Uh, but we serve a real God. Have a great night, guys. Smile. Love your neighbor. God's got this. Uh, may God be glorified in these times. And if you're not a Christian, before I go, if you're not a Christian, don't want to forget this. Please, please, please message us. The Bible says you have sinned. You don't get to go to heaven except through one person, the God man, Jesus Christ. Repent and believe the gospel. If you want to know more about that, uh, go to our website, towerviewkc.com. At the very top in the navigation bar, it says the gospel. Click on that, message us. Uh, it's the most important thing. If you're from our neighborhood, Grace Moore, Randolph Corners, Clay Como, Maple Park, uh, Liberty, you know, kind of the surrounding area. We are not a huge church, but if we can help you in any way, pray for you. Um, please reach out to us. Again, our number's down there, 816-368-1330. Yeah, you can call or text that number. Message us on Facebook. Our, our website has messages, info at towerviewkc.com. Golly, just get a hold of us. We'd love to help you. If you're a Tower View member, uh, please continue to pray that God be glorified in all that happens. Guys, have a good night.